Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we talk about all things and everything classic TV. Today we're going to take a quick look at the Ed Sullivan show, not the entire show itself, but one specific episode in question. Now, I did mention that we were considering incorporating music into this podcast from time to time, which I think we're going to go ahead and actually do that. Well, this is a great way to kind of keep it going because I want to look at the musical performance within an episode, which originally aired November 19th, 1967. This was the night when The Temptations and The Supremes share at the stage of The Ed Sullivan Show. Of course, The Temptations and The Supremes, probably the two biggest groups on Motown at the time. Very successful, thriving, making hit after hit. Funny thing is that they had quite a bit in common because for one thing, The Temptations were known as the Primes at one point, while The Supremes were the Primettes. Now, it took a while before they began to become successful at Motown. The Temptations signed on in 1961. The Supremes signed on around 1962, maybe 1963. Both groups broke it broke through and had big hits in 1964. The Supremes had Where Did Our Love Go? While the Temptations hit it big with The Way You Do The Things You Do. They'd been recording with Motown, making records, but nothing had hit. They didn't have any hits. They had some good songs. I've heard some of their early material, which was not bad at all, but it took a while for them to actually become successful. Well, by 1967, they had both done that, and they had both been successful for quite some time, so it was decided that both groups would appear on the stage of the Ed Sullivan Show together, and they would sing one another's songs. Great concept, great idea. Uh, Of course, The Temptations, you had Eddie Kendricks, David Ruffin, Otis Williams, Paul Williams, and whom am I forgetting? I'm forgetting Melvin Franklin. With the Supremes, you had Mary Wilson, Sidney Birdsong, and Diana Ross. By the fall of 1967, the name of the group had been changed from the Supremes to Diana Ross and the Supremes. When the original Supremes, Florence Ballard, who is a legend in her own right, had been kicked out of the group by that point. She was fired a few months earlier. She was so sick of all of the preferential treatment that Diana Ross was getting that she just became really rebellious and defiant. She began to drink a lot, and she ended up getting fired as a result. Fantastic singer. We could do an episode on her somewhere down the road. We would love that. But uh, Florence is the only thing, in my opinion, that's missing from this performance. Because the performance was terrific, but there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama before it ever even went to air. Now, the songs that they sang that night that they went back and forth with were Get Ready, I'm Losing You, Baby Love, uh, Stop in the Name of Love, and My Girl, which the, the Supremes turned into My Guy. Well, Diana Ross, of course, was the diva of all divas. She had really let fame go to her head. And to top it off, she was in the midst of an extramarital affair with Motown founder Barry Gordy. 
and she was really running wild at that time. She was having her way in pretty much everything. She was running everything about the Supremes. She was the top diva of Motown, and a lot of people within Motown really didn't care for her because of her attitude. Now, before I go any further, I want to make it clear that I am not slamming Diana Ross in any way. I'm just telling what was going on. I'm just telling the facts. I've been a Diana Ross fan since I was a little girl back in the 70s. My mom was a big fan of the Supremes, was a big fan of Diana Ross, and she passed that on to us. Uh, When I was five years old, I saw a Diana Ross doll in Kmart, and I had to have this doll because I was a big Diana Ross fan. My mom bought me the doll. For my fifth birthday, one of the main things that I wanted for a present was her brand new single on 45, Love Hangover. I got that too. I have liked Diana Ross in the Supremes. I've liked her outside of the Supremes. So this is not some attack on Diana Ross. This is just to tell how things were and what went on and how it all played out. Diana was not happy at all in rehearsals. You know, she was really being very much the diva. She was being very rude, demanding, nasty, and she was getting on everybody's nerves. And to make matters worse, when she and David Ruffin were rehearsing, I'm losing you, Diana could not hit the notes of that song. It was, of course, a big hit for The Temptations in 1966. It was a top 10 song. David Ruffin sang lead vocals on it. Every song David Ruffin ever sang lead on, he basically made his own. Uh, But she just couldn't keep up. I mean, he was slaughtering her literally in rehearsals and she was having a fit. She was very upset. And so she had enough at one point. So she ran and called Barry Gordy and told him what was going on. And David was doing this and this was happening and blah, blah, blah. So Gordy calls the Sullivan show himself. And he either asks them or demands them to change the note of the song, the key rather of the song, to make it an octave higher so that Diana could reach the notes, hit the notes with her little thin voice. Because Diana, of course, had a very thin, very light voice. And, you know, there's only so far that she could go. Her vocal range was not anywhere near David Ruffin's. And she couldn't go up as high as he could when it came to singing that song in its original key. So they changed it at the command of Barry Gordy. Ruffin, not happy about the change. He was very upset, really pissed off. He, as a matter of fact, asked Mary Wilson, another of the Supremes, he asked her, because the Supremes and Temptations were both on Motown, of course, they knew each other from way back, but they didn't really work together a whole lot, not by this point. So they were really in separate worlds. They toured and performed separately. So David was not aware of this was how Diana was. And so he asked Mary Wilson, is this what she's like? Is this what y'all have to deal with all the time? And Mary basically said, yes. She's the star of the group, and that's just how she is. David, not going to baby her, not going to bow down to her, not going to see her as a star. You know, Diane Ross meant nothing to David Ruffin. David Ruffin was in his own world and and in his own element. He, too, very conceited. Diana and David were very conceited by 1967. David Ruffin had an amazing powerhouse voice. Now, a lot of people don't know the name David Ruffin, but they know his voice. 
because David Ruffin sang on some of the biggest hits of The Temptations career. I mean, since I lost my baby, my baby, I'm losing you, all I need, my girl, ain't too proud to beg, I wish it would rain, angel doll. So people know that voice. You know, you put on one of those songs and yeah, you, you know you're familiar with the voice. You don't know that you don't know his name, you only think about it, but you know that voice. So he had become very full of himself. He thought that he was the best thing in the temptations, and he wanted the name of the group to be changed by that point to David Ruffin and the Temptations featuring Eddie Kendricks. Now the featuring Eddie Kendricks part was a shout out to Eddie Kendricks, who also sang a lot of leads on Temptations songs. Eddie Kendricks sang lead on The Way You Do the Things You Do. He and David both they both sang lead vocals on You're My Everything. Eddie sang lead on Just My Imagination. Please return your love to me. Girl, why, uh, what's the name of that song? The song about, girl, why do you want to make me blue? The girl's all right with me. It's, uh, not it's growing. David Ruffin sang lead on it's growing. It's fading or fading away. Eddie sang lead on that. So they were the primary lead singers for The Temptations by, you know, this uh, 1967. And they were good friends. So David wanted to throw a shout out to Eddie and have his name, you know, up in it too. But of course, Otis Williams was actually the founder of the temptations he was really the honestly the top dog so i mean he wasn't having it the other guys weren't having it either paul or melvin and of course barry gordy wasn't going to go along with that so it, you know that never happened but david ruffin got to the point where you know first of all he had a really severe drug problem that was a serious problem he was preoccupied by the women in his life. He was married, but he had a lot of other women in his life as well as his wife. He was involved with a lady named Jenna. They had a son together, his son David Jr. That was his mother. He was involved with Tammy Terrell, another artist on the Motown label who did many great unforgettable duets with Marvin Gaye. He was involved with one of Dean Martin's daughters. So he was making his rounds with the ladies, and that was also a big distraction. And it got to the point where David just knew he was so freaking good as a singer he was missing rehearsals. He was missing recording sessions. He'd show up, for, show up for performances and gigs last minute. He wouldn't even write with the other fellas going to gigs and performances. He was in his own limo with a carpeted, you know, floor. And, and he was just really impossible to deal with. And the fellas were really getting sick of him. They knew he had talent. They respected and appreciated his talent, but they didn't like that ego that he had. It was just getting worse and worse. And by this point, you get to November of 67, it was really pretty bad. So there's no way that this man was going to be bowing down to Diana Ross or anybody else for that matter. So when the key was changed to, I know I'm losing you, Ruffin did not like it. He was, you know, I think he kept his cool, if I'm not mistaken, he definitely had plans to get even with Diana and Barry Gordy just a little bit later on. So they keep rehearsing. And then, of course, it's showtime. They all go out on stage. And it's a great performance. It really is. 
The only thing is, like I said earlier, I hate that Flo or Florence Ballard is missing from it. That's the only thing about not a, you know, not throwing any shade towards Sydney Bird song. Sydney was great in the Supremes, but you know, I'm partial to Flo and a lot of people are. Florence Ballard has a pretty big loyal fan base, even, you know, still. So it'd have been great had she, you know, been there. But anyway, they did a great job. It's a great performance. And, you know, Ed Sullivan, you know, introduces them. And Ed Sullivan, of course, his show, Must See TV, every Sunday night. The show ran on CBS from 1948 to 1971. It was originally known as Toast of the Town, and then, of course, the name was changed to the Ed Sullivan Show in the 50s, and if any musical act, any musical artist made the Sullivan Show, they had made it. They were a bona fide star. That was the place to be if you were a performer in those days. The Supremes have been on the uh, Sullivan Show many times, The Temptations as well. And so they were used to, you know, going on a show and, you know, he liked the Motown acts and they all hit the Sullivan show sooner or later. All the Motown acts did. So anyway, they're on stage. He introduces them and they are on stage and they're all, you know, singing and everything's going well. Everything is, is really going, you know, well. Uh, it's great hearing them do each other's songs. It's really, you know, it's really cute. It's really a lot of fun to hear. But Ruffin was not going to let Diana Ross and then Barry Gordy as well indirectly hijack his song. Not happening on his watch. So when they got to I'm Losing You, Diana, you know, the key was definitely noticeably different, had changed. She's trying to, you know, give it all she had. She even almost, her wig almost came off a couple of times. I mean, she was like just really trying to really just, you know, up her game because she's, you know, singing you know, opposite David Ruffin. So yeah, she watched the video closely enough. You'll see her wig, you know, going a couple of different directions. But anyway, um, you know, she, you know, she's trying to, you know, give it her all, which she does. And then all of a sudden here comes David Ruffin. David Ruffin comes up there from back, from further back on the stage. He comes up front and he slays the heck out of that song he out sang her and upstaged her so badly it it is hilarious all of these years later to watch i mean he went out there even with the 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 change in key it made no difference david ruffin went out there and he killed it and he basically clowned Diana Ross from the whole country on national television, on the Ed Sullivan show at that. But bad enough had it been on the Andy Williams show or American Bandstand, you know, the Smothers Brothers show. But no, this happened on the Ed Sullivan show. The Ed Sullivan show had a lot of clout about itself in those days throughout its entire run. The Ed Sullivan show had a lot, a, a, a huge reputation, had a lot of clout, had, you know, it was just, you know, it was a big, 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 big deal. And so that's where he upstaged Diana Ross. And I don't think they ever sang together publicly again after that, as a matter of fact. I think that she didn't want to sing with him anymore because, you know, basically, like I said, he upstaged her to her face. And he reminded her that that was his song. He basically took his song back. And this happened on national television. You could tell the Temptations are back there dancing. You could just tell they were, you know, some of them you could tell, if you look closely at the video, that they were, you know, they were kind of laughing and, and glad that he did what he did. 
And uh, yeah, it, it's an amazing performance. It's on YouTube. It's very easy to find. All you have to do is just go and Google, go to Google, go to YouTube, Google Supreme's Temptations at Sullivan. It's going to you know, pop up for you. It's, it's, it's on YouTube. A, a couple of videos of it are on YouTube. It's a great performance. It's not even five minutes long. Definitely, I'd highly recommend going and watching that. Because not only is it a great performance, but yeah, David Ruffin was at the top of his game when they did that. They all were, but David Ruffin was at the top of his game as a singer and as a performer on that episode of The Ed Sullivan Show. Barry Gordy not happy about what Ruffin did, and he let him know that. Ruffin, of course, did not care. Ruffin, if anything, let him know, because I don't think he knew, Ruffin let him know that his little side piece, Diana Ross, was also involved with sleeping with Eddie Kendricks from The Temptations. Yeah, so Diana was not exactly being loyal to Barry. She was also involved with Eddie. They two were having an affair. She was involved with both of them. And so that was, you know, the way that Ruffin handled Barry Gordy's contempt about how things all played out in the episode. But um, sadly, as we look at today, 2022, of all the people who were on that stage that night, only three of them are still with us. Cindy Bird's song, Otis Williams, and Diana Ross. Everyone else who was on that stage that night, they've all sadly passed on. Now, David Ruffin, as I was saying earlier, his ego just got to be too much for the rest of the Temptations. So in June of 1968, they fired him from the group because he missed a really big show, a really big performance to go and be and and watch Dean Martin's daughter, his one of his many girlfriends perform. He, you know, basically sent word back, hey, it's going to just be four of y'all. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I got to go see my woman to go and support her that was the last straw they were already sick of david anyway and that was just the that was just the end they were just done and so he was fired that june they did let him come back because he begged them to come you know begged them pretty much let him come back they let him come back but he started back missing shows again and then they were like okay we're done we're done permanently at this point and dennis edwards replaced him in the group dennis edwards sang lead on cloud nine i can't get next to you running child running wild um psychedelic shack ball of confusion shaking ground let your hair down that's all dennis edwards some people get David Ruffin and Dennis Edwards mixed up, but, you know, I've been a fan of The Temptations since I was four years old. My mom was, you know, she grew up in the 60s, of course, classic boomer, had a lot of their albums. The first song I ever heard by The Temptations was, I Could Never Love Another After Loving You. David Ruffin, at the, in that song, toward the end, he gives this loud, the, the, he gives, gives this, this, this yell, and then he just gets off into it, and then he goes, you know, I could never... Never, I can even do it the way that he did it. There's just no way. But he goes down so hard on the never. I could never love another for loving you. He was a dynamic singer. And unfortunately, due to his serious drug problem, that was really was it that was really his undoing i mean after he left the after he was fired from the temptations he did have a solo career had some good songs but motown didn't really promote his solo career 
Uh, he wanted to get out of his contract. He sued Motown, and that did not endear them to him at all. So they didn't really promote his music the way they should have. They would promote the songs that weren't really... They didn't promote the songs they should have promoted. Barry Gordy was known for being very shady. I have mad respect for him. He created Motown. Motown has made many of us happy for decades and will continue to do so in the years to come. But Barry Gordy was shady. You know, he had his favorites. There were groups, artists that he just did not promote and that he just did not give the same attention that he gave others. So he didn't promote David Ruffin's solo career very well at all. Uh, David Ruffin had his next really big comeback. He did have a big song when he first left uh, called My Whole World Ended. That was a big song in 1968 or 69. Really good song. Sounds like a Temptations song, actually, but it's David's solo. But his next really big, big hit was not until 1975 with Walk Away From Love. Great song. I remember the day that my mom bought the 45, went to the mall. She bought it. Played it all the time, you know, played it. I don't know how many times she played it that day when we got home. But yeah, my my memories with the Temptations and the Supremes, they go back a very, very, very long way. Um, I've loved the music for most of my life. And I have mad respect for both of them. And for Mot- I love Motown, period. I mean, I love all of, of all things Motown. I'm a big, big Motown fan. My sister and I both. Um... But David just really, he could never kick the drug habit. He'd go to rehab and he, he, he would, you know, get back out and start back using. And sadly, David died of a drug overdose in June of 1991 at the age of 50. I will never forget hearing about his death. I heard about his death on the radio and I was absolutely shocked, dumbfounded heartbroken when I heard he died. I remember I could barely eat dinner that night. I was so disturbed and upset about David Ruffin's passing. Um, He's definitely one of my all-time favorite singers, male singers for sure. If I had to pick my favorite male singers, if I had to pick like the top five, he would be on the list along with Frank Sinatra. I don't know who the other three would be, but they would definitely be be on the list. But uh, if you want to know more about The Temptation, that the Temptations and the Supremes. What about David Ruffin? What about Diana Ross? Maybe you don't know anything about them or you know you know very little. Maybe you remember that episode when it aired in November of 67. Maybe you watched it at home. Maybe you watched it in the dorm in college or something, you know. But uh, there's so much good stuff out there about The Temptations and the Supremes. So many books, videos all over YouTube. The Temptations, Otis Williams is the only surviving original member of the group. They are still touring. They're touring right now. They just came back from a cruise with the Beach Boys a couple of months ago. And they're doing some dates with the Beach Boys as they celebrate their 60th anniversary. Both groups are celebrating their 60th anniversary. And so they are out there together on a couple of dates across the country. Of course, the musical about the life of the Temptations, Ain't Too Proud, will resume its um, run next year. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. I won a Tony Award. Definitely go and check it out uh, next year. Of course, there's the movie, The Temptations, which aired in the uh, late 90s, in 1998, over on NBC. That movie is a cult classic. It had big ratings at the time when it originally aired. And, of course, it's available on DVD. Uh, you know, really good movie. A lot of inaccuracies, I must admit. As a matter of fact, 
The families of Paul Williams and David Ruffin sued because there were so many inaccuracies in the film about both of these gentlemen. Paul Williams died in 1973 of uh, an apparent suicide. So both families sued. They um, they lost, unfortunately. But uh, still, despite the inaccuracies, there are accuracies, accurate facts, rather, within the movie. Not all of it is, you know, inaccurate and misconstrued. Still definitely worth watching. And of course, Mary Wilson wrote her book, uh, you know, My Life as a Dream Girl about the Supremes, which was a bestseller back in 1986. Diana Ross is still performing. She's actually on the road right now. So if you want to go check her out, by all means, go and, you know, look her up. I'm pretty sure she has a website, as do The Temptations and Otis. And, uh, you know, go and find out where they all are. Go see them while you can, because they're all legends. The ones who are still with us, Diana and Otis, you know, they're the ones who are still here. Not sure what Cindy Birdsong is doing. I think Cindy Birdsong left show business. I think that she's just kind of living a nice, quiet life outside of the public eye, I believe. But, uh, yeah, go check out that video. Go back to 1967 and, and check them out on stage. You will not be disappointed. It's a marvelous video. And, yeah, seeing David Ruffin upstage Diana Ross is hysterical. And that's what we wanted to bring to you today, an episode about that particular performance and, you know, all that went down behind the scenes, all the fallout that followed. And uh, so, yeah, we that again, it, it does fit the classic TV genre of this podcast because, of course, the Ed Sullivan show definitely classic TV, but it also touches off on music. So it's, you know, a little bit different, but it's still definitely a classic TV episode. So I hope that you all enjoyed it. We were going to wait and bring this to you in a couple of days, but we got a little excited about it and we decided to go ahead and put this one out a little bit early. So I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed putting it together. And that will wrap up this week's episode, this particular episode, because we did another episode a couple of days ago. Um, but uh, that will wrap up this particular episode of Two Sisters in a TV, the classic TV podcast. We'll be back with a brand new episode in uh, several days. Maybe it'll be sometime next week. That's for sure. I'm not sure of the actual date. But it will be sometime next week. So until that time, thank you for joining us and we'll see you all then.